What is up, everybody? This is Alex, and you are listening to the American Toffee Podcast, serving up the latest Everton news and stateside views. So I'd like to start off by saying thank you so much for tuning in, whether uh, you listened to the very first one about three, four days ago, or uh, you're a new listener. Um, This is obviously my second podcast. I'm super excited. I got it on iTunes, uh, I think, a couple days ago. Um, And furthermore, I'm, I'm really excited to kind of improve, um, you know, uh, get more in depth with a lot of the talking points, kind of fix um, the structure of the podcast. And, you know, the biggest thing for me is is uh, try to try to create it uh, a more, you know, community-driven um, project, you know, have, have more input from the community, get, get people uh, asking questions, bringing up, you know, points they want me to discuss. Um, so for today... Uh, I want to start off uh, with general news, Um, obviously Everton related. After that, I'd like to go into thoughts on the performance Um, from the weekend. I kind of hit on that uh, three, four days ago, but I'd like to kind of go back over it. I have a lot, a lot more in detail um, thought and, you know, a couple other things that I really just didn't mention. Um, Next, I'd like to go into transfer rumors. There are actually quite a few um, within the last three or four days, some still lingering, you know, that we've heard. Uh, others, uh, a couple on here that I literally just saw on my way home from work. Uh, and then finally, just some community, community participation. I um, uh, got a couple questions uh, that I'd like to include. So to start off general news, um, on Tuesday, as some of you may know, Aaron Lennon completed his transfer to Burnley. Um, I, I, I didn't see a fee on there, but, uh, you know, good bit of business from Everton. He was running out of contract. Uh, within the next six or seven months, obviously in the summertime, he's 30 years old. He was never going to get a new contract. You know, just signed Theo Walcott. Have you know two young young wingers uh, waiting on the sideline for some more some more time. So uh, I think that was you know the best interest within you know between both parties. Um, it's interesting to think you know when you say we're selling Aaron Lennon to Burnley that if you look at the table, Burnley are sitting in seventh place. Uh, you know, never in in uh, my, you know, worst nightmare did I think that we'd be selling, you know, a squad player to uh, a team that's higher up in the uh, table, but that's kind of how it played out. Um, regardless, you know, I really, really liked Lennon as a player and as a person. Um, you know, he always did put in 100%. You could tell that he got a, he got along with, you know, everyone in the locker room. And uh, I think overall he was, he was a good person to have around, so... Uh, I really appreciated his the time he put into the club and you know the service to the uh, the kit and the badge. Next up, um, Coleman actually made his return in the U twenty three match on Tuesday. Um, I didn't get to catch it; I was at work. But uh, I know that he completed fifty eight minutes and then was subbed off. I did see a nice clip of him uh, going in for a slide tackle, and I think I heard that he also did get slide tackled. Um, you know. Obviously, tiny detail, you would think, well, duh. But, you know, the big thing is that, you know, obviously if he's willing to make a slide tackle in his, in his return, um, you know, I think, I think he's buzzing with a little bit of confidence. I saw um, a post-match interview, and he was talking about how it just felt great to get back on, out on the pitch, put the shirt back on, um, and feel like a footballer again. But furthermore, he was talking about James McCarthy and mentioned how, you know, he essentially wants to play to his best to show James that, you know, through the long recovery process, he's going to have to take over the next, you know, uh, six, nine months, 12 months, 
um, that it's possible to get back and play even better than you were before. So I thought that was awesome, and I'm really excited to see him uh, maybe in the first team uh, first team sheet uh, in the next couple weeks. Next up, here's a big one. Um, so it seems, it's, it's general news, but it's also somewhat of a rumor, I guess. Uh, Everton are in talks with PSV Eidenhoven for their director of football, Marcel Brands. Um, I don't know much about the guy at all, to be completely honest with you. But from what I'm seeing and what people are talking about, they're thinking that maybe he would take over the business side of things and um, Steve Walsh would you know, stick to kind of uh, scouting, which seems to be his strength anyway. Um, which, you know, going, going through how much money has been spent since Steve Walsh came on and uh, how many guys, those guys were a bust, it, it, it seems like that could be a good decision to make by the club because, you know, obviously scouting is a huge thing and there's no, you know, there's argu- no argument to the fact that Steve Walsh is, you know, a fantastic scout. But, you know, the big question on everyone's mind is, should he be the director of football making the final decision on who we sign? Um, so that could be an interesting move. Uh, and then finally, in, in kind of the general news, um, I'm seeing Kroenke is, has increased his shares of Arsenal to 69% of the total shares. Um, why, you're asking me, why is that important? Um, so there's a, there's a big wig named Usmanov, who is an investor in Arsenal. Um, I know that him and, you know, Moshiri are pretty good friends and I think they actually, you know, ongoing do business together between whatever companies. And uh, it's been rumored for I don't know how long, I think since Moshiri came, that Usmanov was going to try to kind of switch over and gain um, some type of stake in Everton. And so, you know, there are rumors floating around that maybe Usmanov is going to try to finally gain stake in Everton because uh, the majority holder is is buying up more. Um, All right, so... Moving on to thoughts on the performance again, um, you know we, we kind of have a, a little extra time between fixtures. I think it's still another uh, six days maybe till the Leicester game. So, um, you know, in my mind, the absolute main issue with the team currently is being able to transition from defense to attack. Right, the you know the defensive third to the attacking third. Um, We've been playing with two defensive midfielders, uh, I think, for as long as we can. I can remember, at least honestly, for, for the most part. Um, uh, and it, at the moment, it's just not going to work, right? So what we did do was we would have a holding defensive midfielder, and then, you know, obviously we had Ghana or maybe James McCarthy, and they would kind of buzz around the pitch, uh, put in tackles, you know, just kind of, you know, kind of disrupt the midfield and help gain possession back, right? But those are not the guys that are going to be able to move the ball forward, right? They're not going to be able to pick up, pick, pick a pass. Um, you know, they're not, they're not the most technical on the ball. And so, you know, my, my thinking goes straight to, okay, we're going to need a holding defensive midfielder and more of a box to box guy. And then obviously the third midfielder would be, uh, would be, you know, an attacking midfielder. Um, and the only two players at the club in the first team, in my opinion, that fit that mold, the box-to-box transition from defense to attack is Davies and Klassen, right? And as we know, Tom Davies, very young guy. He had a fantastic breakout season last season. And this season, you know, when I've seen him play, he's not been very good, right? 
His positioning's kind of been iffy. Um, you know, he he his passing has been actually pretty poor. Um, and furthermore, he he just hasn't looked very confident. But that can be said for the rest of the team. And then Klassen, uh, he can't even make the 18. I don't know how long it's been since he's been in a match day squad for a Premier League game. Uh, I know, you know, his style is more of like a, a one-touch layoff type of um, type of style. And, you know, then maybe that fits better uh, further up the pitch. But nonetheless, if anyone in the squad is, is going to be able to move the ball up, up, up the field, it's going to be those two. Um, so where do we go from here? I, I honestly don't know. Now, we've seen Rooney play deep. Uh, I think maybe two matches a couple of months ago, and then he subbed on this last weekend, and he played that central midfield role. And he, you know, game changed completely, right? We looked fantastic after he came on. Um, and it, then it comes out that this week, Big Sam says to the media that Everton cannot play with both Rooney and Sigurdsson. And I'm just thinking to myself... Why? Obviously, Rooney playing attacking midfield and Sigurdsson playing on the left is not working. We all knew that from the start, uh, and it just continues, you know, obviously to be ineffective. Sigurdsson is not performing that way. I think, I personally think he's doing it because, one, to get them both on the pitch, but two, Sigurdsson has the work rate um, and the stamina to be able to cover on the left side. Um, but anyway, he's claiming that those two can't play together because of the lack of pace, right? We get burned in the midfield, which I agree with. Um, but, you know, in my mind then, at that point, right, you have Davies not performing very well, you know, very low on confidence, and he's still super young. I think he's still 19. Um, and then furthermore, you have Klassen, and obviously something in training is not going right. I know a lot of people are shouting for him to be included, see... Uh, what's going on, how, how he looks now that he's gotten a couple more months to get used to maybe the physicality and training. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, we don't see them in training. And if he's not being even being put on the bench, then that leads me to believe that there's something seriously wrong there. So, my opinion, play Rooney deep and Sigurdsson at, at attacking midfield against the lower teams, you know, against the West Brom at home. Uh, Shocker that, you know, uh, it, it worked so well once he once he came out of the pitch and we had someone helping transition the ball forward and stuff. Um, but, you know, past that, you know, can we play can we play uh, Rooney at central midfield and Sigurdsson attacking midfield against Arsenal um, in a couple fixtures? I doubt it. And, you know, that that then begs the question, what are we going to do? And I have no idea. Um, you know, another point that I kind of touched on, uh, a couple days ago was, you know, our not, our new striker Tosun, right? I've seen him, you know, we've seen him very briefly, but you can always already tell hundred percent he's miles ahead of, uh, Calvert-Lewin in terms of, you know, technique. Uh, he's definitely stronger, might not be as quick, but, um, you know, he, ha he definitely has a better touch, um. And what I really saw against West Brom was that he had a lot of intelligent, like, flicks and, um, you know, some quick, like, one-touch layoffs to, like, Balassi or Walcott. And I think that's really going to be the key to the rest of the season, really, is to see how he can link up with those guys and kind of utilize their pace um, as he's holding the ball up. Again, that's that's 100% nothing against uh, Calvert-Lewin. 
Uh, Dominic's a young guy. I think, if correct me if I'm wrong, I, I believe he's still 20 years old, maybe 19. Um, I also don't think that he's used to playing, you know, that style. I don't think he's used to hold up play. Um, and I have, absolutely have to give him credit for uh, how he's been playing and how he's been dealing with the pressure of having to start literally, you know, week in, week out, sometimes two, three times a week because we have no one else. And, you know, he's taken it in stride. He's improved immensely literally every single game. He's done everything he's been asked to. You know, he's constantly um, pressuring the back line and doing what he has to do. So this brings up the question, you know, obviously Tozun is going to start 100%. Uh, we are out of cup matches and Europa League. So what happens with Calvert-Lewin, right? I see, you know, two things. Um, one, maybe he's benched. Well, I think he's going to be benched regardless. Um, but, you know, are you are we going to see him come in for maybe the last 20 minutes of the match up top? Or, um, and, you know, that's obviously for the rest of the season. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, or maybe does he get moderate minutes out wide? You know, Balassi... Whether you believe it or not, Blassie's still going to take another, you know, three, four fixtures at the very least to get back to his normal self or even close to uh, game fitness, match fitness. Um, so, you know, maybe maybe we could see uh, Calvert-Lewin playing out wide. I think he would operate pretty well in that role, to be honest. Not to mention, it kind of gives us a little bit more hold-up play uh, up front, and you never know how that could work out. But it'll be very interesting. So, moving on to transfer rumors. Again, we have quite a bit. Um, things change. So, there's a kid named Ezri Kanza from Charlton. Same club that we got Lookman for. Uh, he's actually a young English center back. He was in the uh, U20 World Cup squad. He made his debut in the semifinals. Um, here's the, uh, the shocker, though, right? You're thinking, okay, young center back. Uh, you know, probably probably decent amount of pace to him, and and obviously got a, quite a bit of quality. And I check it out, and he's right-footed, which makes again no sense to me whatsoever. Because why on earth would we be looking for another defender that's right-footed? Um, now I'm never going to really complain about you know trying to earth, unearth some of these uh, some of these uh, young gems. You know, obviously like Lookman, um, Calvert Lewin, Davies, etc. Uh, it, it was reported that Charlton were looking for at least five million pounds, and here's the kicker, right? The manager claims that there is no other defender at his age that's better than him. Um, I don't know. I, I personally don't know that that's true. I haven't seen him play, though. I guess I give him the benefit of the doubt. Now, you know, I've been seeing this for the last couple of days, and all of a sudden today, the Liverpool Echo is claiming that it's not going to happen and that Everton have kind of cooled their interest. Um, so I guess there's kind of two sides. Don't really know where it's going to go. Next up on the list is uh, Bubakari Sumare from Lille. Um, from what I've seen, I kind of tried to do a tiny bit of research. He's a central midfielder, and it looks like he plays kind of that box-to-box -box, um, role, which obviously, in my opinion, is what we're like crying out for. Um, he's a young guy. He's 18 or 19. He plays for the French U19 uh, team. Uh, the thing is, Lil is in trouble of relegation. Uh, there's speculation, thinking that they might try to cash in on him um, and try to, you know, maybe buy another player or two before the window closes. Uh, 
Next up, Luke Shaw for Man United. Obviously, everyone is crying out for a left back. We absolutely need it. I'm not actually... I'm, I saw someone mention that we don't even have a left-footed player in the team right now, in the 18. I don't know that... I, I haven't checked that. I haven't thought about it. Um, obviously, Baines, but Baines is injured. So, Luke Shaw for Man U. Reports are saying, you know, it seems as if they're kind of reluctant to sell this window. I personally... I don't want him at all. It seems like he has a poor attitude. And, you know, furthermore, um, I really don't see his potential being kind of what we would, matching the premium that we would pay for one, him being young, two, him coming from Manchester United, and three, for him being English. Uh, as as many of you know, you know, you always pay a premium for English players because there's a requirement for how many you have to have in the, on the team, or in the team. And I just, I, I would, I'd be pretty upset to be honest, especially again with the attitude, we don't need that. We're trying to, we're in a rebuilding period very clearly. And uh, that's one thing we absolutely do not need. Next left back that we're linked to is Patrick Van Anholt from Crystal Palace. Uh, I've always enjoyed watching him play. He's pretty pacey. He, he's a good attack minded left back. Uh, I wouldn't go as far as to say that he's very good defensively. Um, but he would add another dimension in terms of, you know, our attack, especially since we've been so toothless. In my opinion, I still don't think that he would be a good signing for the long term. I mean, maybe if they could get him on um, a pretty cheap uh, transfer fee, but you know, I don't, I don't know that there's even a point in spending 10, 15 million pounds on a left back uh, that, you know, that, that shouldn't be. Um, starting for us past this year or next year, especially since the club keeps talking about these quote-unquote big ambitions and top six ambitions. Um, Van Anholt is at Crystal Palace. There's a reason for it. He's been there for a good while. Again, I think he's pretty good, but I don't think he's he's what we need if we're trying to go uh, top six or better in the near future. So last left back we have on transfer speculation is Baba Rahman from Chelsea. Again, just like Patrick Van Anholt, he's pacey and he's very attack-minded. Um, I would definitely go as far as to say his defending is a little better. Um, he's young. I think he's 23, 24-ish. And if you ask me, I think in this January market, you know, don't take my words out of context, in January right now, if he's up for sale, I think he we could get him at, at a pretty good fee, but furthermore, I think that he has the best potential by far um, of anybody on the market currently. Uh, so, you know, if if we're gonna have to pick from anyone, any links that I've heard in the last month, whether they're dead or still ongoing, I would have to choose Baba Rahman. Next up, so this one's a little more speculative in my opinion. Um, so some are saying that we could see Lookman go out on loan for the rest of the season. And from what I'm seeing, their sources literally just cite that Big Sam mentioned to the media that some of the promising young players could go out on short-term loans for the rest of the season. I think it was kind of uh, you know um, convenient for them to say Lookman. They could have said Vlasic just as easily. Um, but who knows? I would definitely not be opposed to it. Uh, him or Vlasic, obviously not both. Um, but I would see it as a positive if, if one 
or the other would go out on loan for the rest of the season and then come back for the summer. Um, lastly, literally just saw this probably 30 minutes ago, is Klassen to Fenerbahce on loan with an option to buy at the end of the season. I personally am absolutely against it. Um, let me rephrase that. I'm absolutely against the option to buy. Klassen uh, obviously has quality, right? Um, I don't think that anyone foresaw him performing or not even making the squad as he's done. You know, I don't think anyone saw it play out the way it has. But in no way can you tell me that he was only here for six months and he should be loaned out with an option to buy already. I think that at this point, you've already spent the money. At least keep him till next January and see what happens. You know, maybe, maybe, uh, I would even go as far as to say we'll probably have a new manager come in summertime. You don't know how he could be utilized then, you know, what other players come in. I think it would be the best move to loan him out, but no option to buy. That would be absolutely ridiculous. I'd be pissed. So next up, the community community participation uh, piece. As I was saying, uh, my biggest goal for this project, this podcast, is to make it kind of community driven. So far, my main uh, my main uh, mode of communication has been through the Everton subreddit. If you're not on there, go subscribe, visit, join in the conversation. It's an awesome community. Uh, those are the people that kind of pushed me to get started on the podcast in the first place last week. Um, but I'm going to post once a week, and I'm going to call it something along the lines of podcast participation. And if you have something that you want to you wanna ask me, whether it's personal or Everton related, or you know a discussion point you want, you want me to talk about or give my opinion on, I want you to comment it and comment it with your name and your city slash country location. So I can give you a shout out. So, you know, I did this real quick the other day. I got one from Adam Hart. He lives in Liverpool. And he asked me, uh, what is your favorite Everton moment that you have witnessed? And immediately, uh, no contest. It was Jagielka uh, scoring from, what was it, about 25 yards out in the match against Liverpool to tie it up 1-1 in the 92nd, 93rd minute. I remember uh, I was staying at the oceanfront at the time in a hotel. I don't know why I was in the room. Nobody else, none of my family, nobody was in the room with me. Um, and I was watching the match, and I watched it happen real time as my family was walking in the door. I think that was my first, you know, holy shit moment. It was amazing. They had no idea why I was cheering. Um, that absolutely has to be my favorite moment that I witnessed. And he asked if I had any... Uh, favorite historical moment um, honestly no I guess I don't have a good answer for that one um, I haven't you know really watched any old clips since I started following but I guess to give you the best answer I can I would say uh, signing Seamus Coleman for 60 grand so I'd like to close out by saying thank you so much for tuning in I really appreciate it if you don't mind if you could do me one favor it would be subscribe, rate, and review this on iTunes. Um, I just got on iTunes this Tuesday, and those are the three big things uh, that would help me with my exposure on iTunes. Um, from what I read, it's a numbers game, so every single one really does count, and I really, really would appreciate it if you could do that. Otherwise, check out um, my posts on the subreddit, Everton, R Everton. Um, 
you know, again, please get involved. I really want to make this kind of a community-driven project. And lastly, uh, please, if, if you're interested, check out my website at americantoffee.net, as well as my Twitter at Virginia Toffee. See you guys later.